welcome to Lunar Magic Tea Time, where we discuss all things magical, mystical, metaphysical, and sometimes even a little mundane. I'm Kristen. And I'm Nancy. And this week, we are going to have a conversation about trees and how to use them in your magic life. Sure, let's go with that. (laughs) Magic life. (laughs) You know, whatever. Uh, So, you know, trees are critical to human existence. We use them for shelter. We use them for the air we breathe. We use them for food. And because I think because of that critical nature of trees, we literally could not survive without them. There's a lot of myth and legend and sacredness around them. And now this episode is going to be a little bit scattered because there was just when I say reams of information I mean it it, so much information so we're just kind of kind of I yeah (laughs) I tried I tried to break it into divisions and then that started not making sense because there was so much overlap Mm -hmm. and so let's start off with a couple of little interesting myths that I found most myths are going to be or most stories are going to be associated with the place the tree originated i.e the Bodhi tree in India is going to have different stories than the ash tree in Ireland or you know the cactus which i consider tree like enough is going to have different stories than the apple tree so caveat before we start this as always just use your common sense don't ingest anything (laughs) we're not giving medical advice in any way shape or form so let's just not do that (laughs) yes entertainment and information exclusively okay so you and you know, and when I say you as this general you, you can think off the top of your head of so many myths. The uh, palm leaves on Good Friday, the Christmas tree slash Yule log, the tree of life in both Judaism and Norse mythology, even though they are very different trees and have different sort of core meanings, that concept of a tree of life is in a lot of varied religions cultures and spaces areas the buddha under the bodhi tree where he sat for 40 days and 40 nights one of my favorite stories trees are a part of our existence johnny appleseed it's i wouldn't call it a myth but it is folklore so some interesting little i guess let's call them myths but they're more like little notes symbolism of the tree and things like that more what yeah the symbolism is really kind of more where i went i think so just some examples, and I, they're scattered all over, like the almond tree gave Jeremiah the gift of prophecy in the Bible. And I did not know that. I did not remember that. Apple tree is, the apples are the fruit of love, and that's why they're used so much in romantic divinations. Yeah. And I think, and I, I think we all did as kids, we did the twist the stem, A, B, C, D. Oh, when it, and yeah. when it broke, that was the... The initial of your true love, love. I, yeah, I still do that uncon- like subconsciously when I'm eating an apple, I twist it and A, B, C, D. Don't know why. I don't know why. The banyan is a tree of immortality and there's a banyan tree in Northern India that is said to be the tree that the Buddha sat under. Oh, wow. There, I just, 
the tall, I think it's the tallest living creature. I, I heard this in passing yesterday and I thought, well, that's weird that I heard it in passing yesterday. Mm-hmm. The Douglas fir, there's a Douglas fir on the Oregon coast that is supposed to be the tallest living creature. Mm-hmm. Taller than a redwood tree? Mm-hmm. Wow. I wonder where that is. That's a big tree. It's tall. It's not big. <laughs> I mean, Spindly. you think of redwoods, they're massive. Been there. Yeah. I've, back when you could drive through the one redwood, yeah, yeah, we did that in a VW yeah. camper bus, which was terrifying because we didn't not think we would fit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, to have hippie parents. Hawthorns. The hawthorn tree is sacred to Artemis. Most Westerners, and by Westerners, I mean European and North Americans, mm-hmm. know uh, holly and mistletoe for Christmas. And, you know, we knock on wood for good luck. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of even more off the top of my head. And I just, that's, that's it. Years ago at the library, I found a book that was entirely tree myths, and it was like maybe six or seven years ago. And I checked it out and I read the entire thing. And had I known I was doing a podcast five years later, I went back when I was doing the research for this podcast and it is no longer at the library. So, Uh, so, you know, if you, um, I'm trying to think of other folklore or straight up myths up the top top of my head and I can't but if you are someone who lives in um indigenous on indigenous land which if you live in America mm-hmm. you do um I am sure that you could go find some great ones about the trees in your area like I have a great story about some of the trees in our local area but it has nothing to do with magic it has entirely to do with arrogance one of the buttes in town was bald. There was no, there were no trees on it, but the man who owned it decided that he didn't like that. And so he convinced at, during the depression, he convinced the local uh, core, the CCC mm-hmm. to uh, plant trees on the butte. Did they take? Yes, they did. That's why none of the buttes around here are bald. Oh, makes sense. And they're all cedar trees and it smells amazing in the summer because it warms up because it's incense cedar. I did not know that. Yeah, I've only been here since 76, so. (laughs) (laughs) I had to know that. I was part of my job. (laughs) Because it was, it's the the trees behind the the museum that I. Oh, yeah. Okay. All incense cedar and it smells freaking amazing in the summer. Some traditions around trees. Oh, there's a million traditions and there's going to be a million more local traditions. So, mm-hmm. you know, but one of my, um, one of the ones that I'm interested personally in learning, because I think as a, as a pagan, but specifically as a pagan witch, it's super important to consistently be learning new things. And yeah. especially since this particular thing is part of my actual path and yeah. the Celtic Oham which I wrote down how to pronounce that. And I still probably butchered it. So yeah, I gotta start putting in the notes. It's O-G-H-A-M. It's an oracle system as well as a writing system. And the basis is trees. It's something like 28 characters broken up into groups. And the groups are to be read sort of as a story. Oh, okay. So it's kind of, here's the trunk, here is the, or here are the roots, here's the trunk, here's the 
the leaves, that kind of thing. And all of the trees, all of the, the symbols, much like the runes, have a kind of a story or a part of a story behind them, but they also have, it isn't just, it isn't just a simple meaning. Like one of my trees, one of the trees, and because we'll get to, at the end, we're going to uh, share with you the three trees we picked yeah. as our trees. But one of the trees from the Aham is, uh, has the meaning, the beginning of answers. So when you're using them, the Aham, as part of your practice and part of your, your work, you're integrating not just this symbol symbolizes this tree, but it's also mm -hmm. symbolizing this part of a mythological connection. And that's really what I wanted to get at. You look like you want to say something. No. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what am I missing? Did I miss? No, something? no, no, no. I was like, what? I, my mind was going to spells and wands. Right. Okay. So let's just go there because yes, spells and wands. I am, you know, I, that's my, I love that. Okay. So spells. I have mentioned before that one of my favorite spells to do is to take a bay leaf, write your wish on it, and then burn it. Mm -hmm. Bay laurel is a tree. And that is where we get bay leaves. So that is absolutely the first foray into tree magic that I give everybody is Take that bay leaf, write your write your wish on it, burn it. My second favorite spell is a charm. If you are job hunting or ready to go into a, say an interview with your boss or or whatever for promotion or whatever, find an acorn, preferably with a little acorn cap on it. Preferably the night before, but right before works too. Take your thoughts for the the job, what you want from it, what you what it, what you hope it will be, all of those things, all of those good positive things that you want that job to be, and just pour that energy into the little acorn and carry the acorn into your interview. If you can, after the interview, plant that little acorn somewhere where it can grow. And you are now using sympathetic magic. You are using the energy of that acorn, which houses a mighty My oak. Yeah. You're using the symbology of the acorn to grow into something big and beautiful and positive. Yeah. And you're using it. You're connecting that to. Oh, your intention vision. goes into that and the mm -hmm. visual of the mighty oak. And let me tell you what, this is feedback I have gotten. I have never not gotten a job. When I've had that, I had an acorn in my pocket that I've done that oh, too. Really? I've gotten every single job that I've had an acorn at an interview. Nice. I have not heard back from a single person I've shared that information with that they did not get the job. I consistently hear, I, I got the job. I got an offer. I got, because you're building a firm connection. Because the thing with a tree is it's not just the surface that we see. It's that there's roots. Yeah, that's right. not only the roots into the ground, which go deep, but also the reaching out the universe. All of that beautiful connection. Carry an ash leaf, which is a segmented leaf with all the little mini leaves. Carry an ash leaf with even number, an even number of leaflet in your pocket for good fortune. Apples are great for divination. And we did talk about this on our Solon episode. <laughs> That using apples to divine who you're, the love of your, you know, who, if you're going to yeah. marry this year or not. There's another divination method, 
where you peel, you said this, you're the one who said yeah. this, the peel of the apple. That's where dunking for um, apples came from. There's uh, so much magic out there with pomegranate seeds uh, mm-hmm. for good luck, for prosperity, for fertility. I, I wouldn't even know where to narrow down, just have some pomegranate seeds on hand. Yeah. you'll be happier um the elder tree because the elder is such a healing plant or a healing tree we use mm-hmm. elder mm-hmm. flowers for all sorts of winter medications not medical advice thank you so i like to carry dried elderberries when um, just as a charm when i feel like i'm going into a sickly situation and i did put air quotes but you can't see me because this isn't tv it makes sense though because it does have a healing yeah and i use it to kind of because a lot of what medicinally a lot of what elder does is it's giving you loads and loads and loads of vitamin c and it's giving you vitamin c in a bioaccessible way it's also got all of these other things to help boost your your immune system but also protect it it is it does have some think some antibacterial but maybe not that carrying that charm is kind of building an imaginary barrier between me and the illness again air quotes of the situation i used to carry elder with me and i made a little travel altar for my desk at the worst job i ever had and it had elder in it to protect me it had other things in it not my problem um (laughs) if you want to make a wand yourself, I highly recommend it, number one, because you get to do a couple of things. And we've talked about this. I think we've we've done a wand making episode. When you make your wand, you get to pick everything about it and you get to really infuse it with the energy that you want. So if you were looking to do a fertility wand, let's do apple. If you were looking for a protection wand, I would say probably oak or i don't even do one of the pines but that's me um the sea witch do you use driftwood exactly i have so much driftwood i have so many wands to make um i was going to do i still have them i'm going to make a um maple wand that is going to be about um growth and fertility in a i don't want to say it'll be about growth and fertility in a creative way as opposed to growth and fertility in a baby way so okay one of the books two of the books actually that i read um with regards to you like using trees and magic they both use the term sacred witness and i flipping hate it but i like what they meant by it what they meant was going out and finding a tree that speaks to you, that you feel like you connect with, that you feel like where you can feel that tree's actual living energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So and, that's a sacred witness. And then just sitting with that tree. One gal said she has a tree on her property. She goes out and she talks to it every day. Like she dumps all her stuff into it. That's what she means by it. I was like, and you do you, friend. Um, but the other gal was like, you go out, you find this tree, and then you sit with it and you share its energy. And then you can feel it kind of taking that stress out of your body and into the ground. So, you know, to do that, all you need to do is find a place where you can be at least reasonably private and find a tree that speaks to you. 
-hmm. And that can be literally, I don't care. But find a tree that calls to you, that speaks to you, and then just go up and gently just touch it, feel it, get to know it. Because, you know, we, we spend a lot of time here talking about the greater than, and I think for both of us, it really just means that whole connectedness that everything in the universe has, not just everything on this planet. Oh, no, it goes out. They have documented proof on the trees and the energy going out into the universe. And just sit with the tree and then build a relationship with the tree. And I know that that sounds weird, but we're going to be telling stories. And I think most people have a tree that they remember. I don't think that that's weird. Maybe I'm incorrect, but you know, you can use any part of any tree as long as it doesn't kill the tree. Like, let's not do that. Um, but pine, we have pine boughs on our altars or our, in our banisters for Yule and acorns and ch- for charms. Pine and cones. Hmm? Pine cones is a big part of Oh, too. I have so many pine cones on my altar right now. It'd be interesting. So pine cones and cinnamon, mm-hmm. does that have a historic or meaning representation of the two? Or is it just something we do because it smells good? Um, well, cinnamon isn't Western. It, it isn't found in Europe. It's found in Asia. And so mm-hmm. those stories, I am sure that there are because of the way that cinnamon grows and is harvested. I imagine that there's lots of either reincarnation sorts of stories or regeneration sorts of stories because of, because to harvest it, you peel it back, you peel the bark back mm. and then it regrows bark. But I think that we do it at Christmas in the West. We do it at Christmas because it used to be very, very, very ex- like prohibitively yeah. expensive and Christmas slash Yule was the one time you kind of showed off to everybody. Yeah. So I mean, that's what I'm thinking, but plus it smells really good. I was thinking that we can each do one tree, go back and forth. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. One person um, narrating through three. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Please continue. That, you're going to see mine. <laughs> so I, so we'll give you the name of the book at the end. And I just, without reading anything, I just turn pages to a tree called to me. And of course, the first one is birch, which isn't surprising because this tree coming into mine used to have like beautiful birch trees and it got a, an insect, I guess, and they had to cut them all down. And I never thought about it, but to this day, when I drive down that street, it depresses me. Mm-hmm. They're gone. I kept thinking, okay, you know, you should have got over it by now. But now I'm thinking, because what it was tied to is associated with light and the moon and starlight, of course, moon. Not, no surprise that. That uh, attracted me because of the reflective silver bark. Mm-hmm. I think that's either reflecting the moonlight or that's um, one of the reasons it's tied to the moon. It's used for witches' brooms, cleansing, flying in vision, which I love now. <laughs> so, sorry, we don't get to use the broom to actually fly. It's the magical light in the broom. Purification, renewed vitality. Restores the flow of life and adds flexibility to mind, body, and spirit, which kind of makes sense with um, feeling that removal from that. Or mm-hmm. the, it grows boundaries between realms. Although we, we definitely got a door between realms in my house. Connected to fairies, the guardian of the door between the realms. And it's also tied to the tree of life. For magical and practical, it's burnt for aura and physical purification. 
carving, it's used to carve runes and sigils. The oil's used for love spells. Again, that by that tying to the moon and everything. Uh -huh. Offering to the water spirits. And then it's supposed to help prevent excessive rain and storms when used in magic. And it's also used in sacred spaces for building. Oh. Um, as far as healing, it's supposed to be good for chest congestion, sore throats, and kidney stones. Um, it's used in uh, Oham, as you pronounce it, divination. I think so. And for cleaning out older negative influences and to start anew. Oh. Really, I mean, I'm like, okay. And there's, I think it was urgent um, one or two. I'm like, okay, well, we know why birch is one. We know why I'm attracted to it. And two, we know why I'm depressed. Every time I go to because they are just beautiful trees and I've always been drawn to them, but you know, you never understand why you're drawn to a certain thing. Number one tree for you. Okay. I was not nearly as thorough with the magic and the healing stuff as you were. Okay. Because I've been a little scattered. But also in your defense, I mean, when you suggested tree magic, like all those things that go off my head, I'm like, okay. So what is the first thing I do? I go find a book and buy it. And then I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, so all this is more new to me. So that's why I delved into it more. Is that something in your apartment? <laughs> no, no. I just remembered. I have this, I have the book. Yes, you do. Where the flip did I put it? Why would my oh, see this is so, you know, this is actually hilarious to me because I've been here how long? And I haven't gone through and done, when I moved in, I just put my books on my bookshelf. I didn't yeah. do the thing I like to do, which is organize them. Organize them. So I can't, Ugh. anyway, anywho, I have that book, it's in this house. Okay, but anyway, my first tree. Again, I kind of did the same thing you did where I kind of flipped until I found one. But the one that I found, the very first one that jumped out and I said, this is my tree, this is my tree, was the willow. It's uh, now, specifically for the author of the book that we are pulling this information from, she, she, the willow means like the pussy willow or the cattails, yeah. but also weeping willows. Now, here's why that is interesting to me that it's both. Uh -huh. I was very, very close to my Grammy and her front yard had a weeping willow and she would pay us, she would pay the kids, all of us kids, five cents for every willow switch we picked up. Oh, interesting. But she also had this huge vase of pussy willows that mm -hmm. she went out and bought, or not bought, harvested the pussy willows herself oh, wow. every year without fail. Uh, mm -hmm. It is connected to the water and the moon. <laughs> it is also connected to the other world. It is sacred to Ceridwen the celtic goddess it is used a lot for divination and used a lot in moon magic and binding which is not usually something i think to do with moon magic i don't and it's a specifically about balance between this world and the other world i can tell you with certainty for healing willow be very, very careful. <laughs> the tree, be very, very careful with the with the tree because the tree uh, is where we find salicylic acid, which is aspirin. And willow bark is great 
to use in a pinch if you need an aspirin-like substitute. That was not medical advice, but uh, you know, a lot, so many of our modern meds are derived from something in a plant medication, all of our modern, but anyway, I digress. Willow, be careful if you do have a aspirin allergy like I do, be aware. Yeah. Willow trees are, ask, they, yeah, don't, don't, don't just gnaw on that bark. Yeah, keep it just a magic, don't take it orally. Yeah, I, and I just thought, I just, when I was flipping through, I wasn't thinking about anything specific. I was just thinking, mm -hmm. I'm just going to find a tree that says, pick me yeah, in the book. And when I looked down, when I looked at what I was like, oh, it's very tied to my, both my practice and my, my family. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So <laughs> you're going to find this amusing. If my number two is Willow. <laughs> <laughs> I knew we were going to have, I knew we were going to have crossover. Certain things, other because I just went through the, the um, chapters too and see what was drawn, I was drawn to. So I did get some other things. <laughs> because mine were pretty pathetic. So, um, attached to moon and water and it's feminine. The fairy underworld realms. The divination is clairvoyance, magic, empathy, dreams, flight, boundaries between winter and spring, healing of hmm. sorrow. Oh. Uh, protection, guidance from the other worlds. Kind of in the anchored someone with emotional or physical distress. Binding spells, you said that, so we both got that. Painkillers, sore throats, mouth ulcers, heals emotional bitterness and resentment. And then the harmony and balance, which encourages flexibility and expand awareness and gentle, forgiving attitude. So just that whole kind of getting touched back. You know, we all get caught up in our everyday lives and we forget to just kind of live in harmony. Just mm -hmm. I'm kind of removing myself from a lot of social media because I'm just over it. Work on my trouble and my balance before I try to work on anything else. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting that we both have picked the same, but some different things attracted us to that. I, I'm not surprised. It is moon and water. So, okay, we're done here. <laughs> yeah, do you have that one too? <laughs> I had it as my third. Oh my goodness. So, we both had them in the same order. So, let's, we're just going to, okay, so. I'm going to give you my so second our, one. Yeah, I. Okay. We, we just realized because we didn't know until now that we both picked the third one's the same too. Uh, yeah. Okay. So my second one, um, I actually have a Scots pine, um, which in the, the Oham is the beginning of answers, but also tied to my genetic heritage. I'm according to the DNA test, very, very Scottish, but also my adoptive family is very, very Scottish, very, very Scottish. It's connected with uh, Yule and the solstice, and it is frequently in, um, from what I understand, in Druidic places, <laughs> um, a beacon, I, not a beacon, that's the wrong word, moving on. I'm going to move on from that, that was getting nowhere, but it helps us connect to the upper realms clears the mind to make decisions for the higher good as mm. opposed to the sort of more bodily good i guess yeah. and um it's going to help guide you to clarity i didn't even think to look up its medicinal or magical uses except that i know in a lot of my reading pine needles make a lovely incense if they're properly dried and prepared yeah and i think using scott's pine um 
incense specifically would be a great meditative aid, especially if you're wanting to do some astral travel work, that kind of thing. Um, definitely. I personally would use, um, I would carry a handful of Scott's pine needles or even a pine cone or two if I wanted to just be protected kind of by my genetic lineage, like mm-hmm. that, use that as a connection. I do not know that it has any medicinal properties. I yeah. have never heard it used in medicine. I'm sure someone has, but I, off the top of my head, and I literally have no idea where that book is. Yeah, I was looking up for um, whether I found it in here and didn't see it. I have no idea where it is. Which one it, oh, here it is. I was like, am I losing my mind? It's possible. Well, it also has A-I-L-M and magically, is that what we were looking for? Magical? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Well, and healing actually. If oh, there healing, is- healing. healing is used for clearing cold and chest infections as well as killing germs. Well, if you think about pine soul. Well, and yeah, I was going to say, so medicinally, I would probably use that as like a, um, a steam where yeah. you vapors and resin pine releases are excellent for respiratory and boosting circulation easing pains aches and pains clearing toxins from the body aromatherapy oil extracted from needles cones and twigs should only be used to leave it in the carrier oil just affect floors yeah when you think about it pine soul vibrational essence decongests mind body and spirit clearing blockages and bringing clearer vision okay okay Divination meaning is you have effect change by becoming present in each moment and awareness of your surroundings, physically, psychologically, and energetically. This is your route to empowerment and protection. Okay, I like that. Do you like that? Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, not interesting because there's a reason for it, but the healing, the physical healing, is the same kind of thing as the spiritual, you know, clearing mm-hmm. and cleansing. Okay, the reason we were laughing before <laughs> is because I have my stuff in the PowerPoint. That's, of course, I'm a programmer. And I had <laughs> advanced to the next slide and <laughs> Kristen realized, oh, no, two out of three, we have the same. So mine is Ivy, associated with immortality, resurrection, and rebirth. Um, Ivy crowns were used uh, associated with the Fae and Greek and Roman gods. They're taught to um, have visions when you when mixed with uh, pine sap and mushrooms, I'm pretty sure mushrooms is it's the mushrooms. Um, it's the mushrooms, baby. <gasps> I don't know this word. It was worn as a sign of intelligence. Druids handed it out wreaths for um, awards. Okay. Yeah. So and ruled by the moon. So you see a pattern here with me. Practical and magical uses. So you think about ivy, how it grows up around other trees and items, right? It represents this. Spiral path taken through life, going through life, then death and returning to life. Assistant connectivity and group matters because, again, it's working closely with another tree or life, right? Mm-hmm. This one was um, thought to protect cattle from the fairies. Okay, this is the reason we do not want it. <laughs> Fertility, especially for older women. Oh, dear God, no babies. No, do it the other way. Maybe you'd have to go counterclockwise up the tree. Alleviates hangovers. So healing, yeah, here's a big warning. It's considered poisonous, um, but they have used ivy leaves, ivy leaves seeped in uh, hot water, then used for wounds, sunburn, dried as snuff for clearing congestion. And the vibrational of meaning of it is learning to give and receive support. 
again, the whole symbolic thing with it working with another. Mm -hmm. The divinational meaning, good support is available. We're not meant to be isolated. We're meant to be working together. Spiral form reminds us of our soul's journey. The reminder to view ourselves and others gently. The only real thing of difference that I have in my notes, I wrote spiral path four times. So that was probably something that I should pay attention to in my work with you. Yeah. But I also, I loved one of the meanings of the aham, aham, mm -hmm. uh, whatever, uh, is suitable place for cows because cows can eat the ivy. It's not poisonous to the cows. So if there's ivy, you know, two things, you know, that there is some source of water. Yeah. And there is food for your cows. If you are thinking, if you're starting to think mythologically, you start to realize if there's water and food for my food, this place is good and safe for me. Yeah. And when you use ivy in your magical work, remember that it's going to have the things that are good for you. It's going yeah. to be the safe space. Katie has safe. a lot of ivy on her planet, or on her planet, on her property, a lot. Uh, one of the houses we had here in town had was nothing but ivy, and I loved it. I freaking loved it. The kids' yard is covered in ivy and blackberries. Oh, nice. <laughs> Surprising no one that we both had two of the three same same um, i know i that doesn't surprise me at all it and doesn't. The kind of meanings of each like a lot of heavy moon and feminine and water and attachment to um there's a what we call the grandma tree on the beach that we love to go and meditate and sit under i have a tree on my daughter's property that i call well i call one the grandmother tree and then my granddaughter named the other one the grandfather tree. Oh, it was interesting. So she made the connection too that it's another big tree. And she goes, "Yeah, that's grandmother tree, and that's grandfather tree." And um, we like to we do our Easter egg hunts under there, and we'll take a walk up there. That's the two, and then my connection to the birch, and I'm just still depressed that they're gone. And I used to totally be ocean person, like. I didn't really care about driving up to the mountains where my daughter's just the opposite. But lately driving to Bend, going through the trees, like I can feel the magic in the air there. Don't get out of your car in the dark. Don't do it. So uh, I, one of the reasons we call the grandmother tree the grandmother tree is we were kind of hiking back in there. I think one of the first times we hiked back in there when we were coming back out, um, we walked past this tree and there was a rock sitting in a crevice and it was, it had not been there before and no one had been in or out. You can see everything. So we were given a gift. I still have it. Um, and we just kind of, everybody felt that we were given that gift as permission to be back in that space. Yeah. No, perfect. So, no, no. Okay. Thank you, Grandma Tree. Oh, and I have always, I, I've always had a connection to trees in um, a very childlike way. Mm -hmm. um, 
growing up, we had two maples in our yard. We had one in the front yard and one in the back, and they were climbing trees. They were real good climbing trees. Mm-hmm. And um, we would spend all summer climbing up those trees or laying in the shade underneath them. My dad had a hammock. Like it was that that idyllic, you yeah. know, image of childhood. At my grandmother's house, and my grandmother had a huge piece of property, but it was in town proper. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's in a developed area, but it was over half a or over a quarter of a block worth of of, of property. Mm-hmm. That she had her house on one end with the willow tree out in the front. And then in the back was what we called the forest, which was tons, I don't know how many, of pine trees just in the back, at the very back of the property that was literally a forest in the middle of town. Wow. And we would spend, you know, again, hours and hours and hours of childhood back there. And so those are like, those are my like threads through, like there's just always been a tree somewhere near me that mm-hmm. I've been like, it, until I moved here into this place. Are you urban right now? Yes. I don't mind it. Cause I'm not, I'm not mm-hmm. far. Like I'm literally a 15 minute walk. Away. No, it's not even that. I'm a five minute walk from the big park, one of the big parks. What about the trees to use for divination or for incense or for on your altar or, you know, seasonally you notice that they do change. So like we're moving into the time when it's all evergreens and then come uh, late March and April, we're going to, you'll see things like the, the willow because that's one mm. of the early ones and apple blossoms or, you know, cherry, whatever blossoms. Mm-hmm. And and then you move into summer and you're working more with the fruits and then mm-hmm. you move into fall and you start working on the, you know, spiritually we're working on the final harvesty things before we settle in for a winter. And so I would assume the energy changes. I don't tend to work quite that way. Yeah. I was just curious. So it makes sense that it would. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely makes sense. So I wanted to share the book that I found amazing for this one is Celtic Tree Magic by the New Forest. Great book, such detail. Mm -hmm. She even breaks them down into the types and the nine sacred trees of wherever. (laughs) I didn't get into the magic and and the wands much at the end, but it has all that. So um, if you're interested in this, get that book. Again, Celtic Tree Magic by new forest um amazing book it's so amazing that i loaned it to Kristen, and then i went oh no we both need this <laughs> and i can't like a book we can share we have to both have a copy and Barry's, so took, Barry's took Kristen's temporarily so. little jerks those little jerks it, i thought it was right there because i thought no when i put it away i thought i'm going to put it right by the desk so i can grab mm-hmm. it on my way i need where i need to go but apparently i'm i'm me and um, did not do that. Another another item that you may be interested in, I've been using it this week for my daily card polls. It's the tree, the Wisdom of Trees Oracle by Jane Struthers. Mm. It's a little different because it's an Oracle deck, um, but I have been using it and it's been really informative. So she uses trees from kind of just all over, but the way that she does them is very, um, the artwork alone is gorgeous. Yeah, that's another item you could check out. 
And with that, you can you can find us online at www.lunarmagicteatime.com. You can email us at lunar at lunarmagicteatime.com. You can find us on Facebook. Um, we have both a Facebook page and a Facebook group. You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Oh, that's good enough for right this minute because I completely <laughs> forgot where I was going with that. Um, and that's how you know we don't record, we don't pre-record our outro. Um, no, we do not. We, do not. <laughs> we should because I'm a dork. Um, Instagram, TikTok, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Lunar Magic Tea Time. Um, you can find merch at Teespring, Treespring, and you can, what was the last? Oh, you can like, subscribe, et cetera, on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Podbean, Google Play, and Castbox. Oh, thank you for listening. And as always, have a magical day and stay safe out there.